Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cigar Store Idiots. Uh, I, of course, am Rob. To my immediate right, we have Andrew. Hello. Tyler, how's it going? I'm here. How's it going? I'm doing well. (laughs) Uh, And as promised, uh, we teased it. It's happened. We're here. We're in Athens. We're on the road again. We're in God's country. (laughs) We're in God's country uh, at Terrapin Brewery, and we're here with none other than one and only Spike Bukowski. Hey guys, How thanks are you, for coming sir? up to Little A Town. Yeah, yeah we're so excited. <laughs> We've been teasing this one for a while. We uh, we have been looking forward to this. Uh, this is something that we kind of batted around a couple of weeks ago, and yep. I was like, how yep. how incredible would it be to be able to get up here and, and talk to you and talk beer uh, yeah. with, with with the man? So so here we are, excited, super excited. So what's going on? What's going on in Athens right now? Man, you know, kids are back in school just waiting for some football, you know, and just hoping to stay out of the path of the COVID, right? So, um, you know, we are still closed here at the tap room, but, um, you know, just uh, getting out there and selling a lot of canned beer, guys. I mean, as you know, the uh, the on-premise is slowly coming back, but gosh, if it wasn't for grocery and package and all that kind of stuff, man... It'd be a different world out there, so we're just uh, we're just really happy that we're moving some beer through that through that channel, uh, you know, selling a lot of package beer. And thank God you've got the strong uh, variety packs, things like that. That we're just, yeah. we're, I mean, they're just killing. Mm-hmm. No, no Kill doubt, it. no doubt. I mean, we've got a great lineup in all of our variety packs and our twelve packs and stuff, and it's just been. Like I said, it's tough to keep up, man. You know, and then, you know, you got the can shortage. I mean, we're doing okay because, we, you know, we pre-order months in advance. But, you know, I look around the industry and people are crying for cans. Yeah. Big time. Crazy. And it's not just the beer industry. You coke. Yeah. Pepsi, everybody's in trouble. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. You know, and that's one thing that you look at, too. Uh, you talk about the can shortage. When in a, in a million years would you ever think there would be a can shortage? You know, in the industry that I'm in, I own, actually own a roofing company. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a shingle shortage, a worldwide shingle shortage. So you can imagine what the hurricane that just hit uh, Louisiana is doing to us right now. So, But those are those are just unheard of events that's going on that we're all having to make adjustments and, uh, and and keep things rolling. So, yeah. yeah, and all these people that you know are staying home doing those home projects, like you know all this uh, the wood, you know shortage of wood. You know, people right. are trying to build decks, can't do that. I mean, it's just it's pretty crazy how when you when you look at something like a pandemic, what comes up, what goes down. You know what industries flourish um it's just it's just so bizarre i mean I, i've never been through this in my lifetime as, no, as, well, no, as well as you guys not, right yeah, so right. you kind of look around and go oh wow you mean peloton and all those crazy fitness things that are happening at home those things are going crazy because yeah. no one wants to go out but they want to work out right, right? right. i'm not walking into a gym right. with 150 people running around right. right you know so all that shit's going up so it's it's um you know it's interesting just you know knock on Knock on some wood here that, right. uh, 
you know, the beer industry is still alive and, uh, you know, we're still rocking and rolling, but just in a different capacity. Yeah. It is definitely a recession proof business. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think so. No matter how hard times get, folks are drinking beers. So. Yeah. I mean, I would love for the Braves to, uh, to be playing in front of fans because, you know, we look at it as, you know, an opportunity, a sampling opportunity. Yeah. You know, we've got 40,000 people, 42,000 people going to see the Braves game. We've got a brewery down there. And without fans, it's a little tough. And man, we've you know? missed it. We so. have missed it so much this year. And if you haven't been down to Truist Park where the Braves play, uh, and you haven't been down to the Battery and and hang out and hung out at uh, the Terrapin place there, it is it's so great. It's and, awesome. and the food is great. Yeah. Not just oh, the beers. Without a doubt. Fox not, Brothers Barbecue, man. Yeah, I mean, not number just one. the beers. Yeah, the beers beat speak it. for themselves, but the food is phenomenal there. Yeah. yeah. And then we go back to uh, you were talking about you were asking if anybody had been through anything like this. We actually had spoke to a gentleman. We had we had helped him out with his project. Uh, he's he's in his 90s. He has fought in World War One, World War Two and the Korean War. Jeez. And we had the conversation with him. And he he, you know, this guy's seen everything and been through everything. And he, he says that what we're dealing with right now is, is something that he is unforeseeable, even for somebody that's been through all those things. So. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've, I've got a 91 year old dad. He'll be 92 in November oh, and wow. he is going stir crazy. I mean, he lives in assistant living, but you know, he's like a 70 year old, 90 year old. He, they, they let him drive his truck as long as he promises not to get out. He hates the food there, so he's like, well, I went to Kentucky Fried Chicken. He's going to Dunkin' right. Donuts, you know, sneaking out, doing that sort of stuff. But, you know, I bought him, like, one of those under-the-table um, elliptical thing, you know, those mm-hmm. pedal pedal yeah, bikes yeah, right. under the yeah. table. I'm just trying to keep them moving because right. mm-hmm. once they start, you know, they stop moving, it's a, it's a different deal. That's so, exactly right. That's but, exactly yeah, right. I mean, I feel bad for a lot of people. How about the, how about the parents, you know, they're sitting home with three Jeez. kids? Mm. You know, holy, talk about, you know, pulling, pulling your hair out. <laughs> you I know? Yeah. It's my, crazy. I have zero patience, so that's not something that I would, I, I, I don't, uh, I don't wish that on anybody. Well, and to I, have and the homeschool kids. That's so important for school to start back because, you know, school, mm-hmm. kids need structure. So yeah. let's get them back in school. Let's, let's, let's try to make this work. You know, yeah. And looking at another way too, you know, a lot of kids in certain areas, uh, you know, living in the United States. Uh, that lunch they get is pretty much the only meal they're getting all day. Oh, yeah. so, That's right. so it's it's good. I see the community that we right. live in. They're stepping up and they're doing the food boxes and things like that. So it's kind of it's kind of a, a positive thing to look, you know. It's going on around where we live. So. Hey, that's an these, idea. Instead of, a, instead of a juice box, I mean, college, if you're of age, you get a little terrapin with your lunch. There you go. Yeah, what do you think of that? That's, 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 that's a good idea. That's a recruiting tool. <laughs> look, hey, I think that is a great idea. That is a great idea. Well, look, I wanted to talk to you a little bit. What we, what we were um, excited talking about is, Spike, tell us a little bit about you, man. Tell us. Tell us. Tell us a little bit of uh, the backstory on Spike. We want to know who is Spike. Who is Spike? <laughs> Man, the million dollar question. Um, <laughs> I mean, really, just if you're talking beer in general, um, you know, the first beer that I ever had. I remember working. I was I was a teen. Uh, was I a teen? Yeah, it must have been. A, I was definitely underage. So I was working <laughs> at a uh, a pharmacy. And uh, the pharmacy not only sold drugs and and things like that, but they also sold liquor and beer at this pharmacy. So I got the bright idea. I was like, okay, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try beer, right? You know. So yeah. I was like 16, 17, whatever I was working there, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna pick the ex- most expensive beer, and I'm gonna sneak downstairs. I'm gonna drink it soon because we had a stock room downstairs. Because it's got to taste the best. Yeah, the, 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 oh, the most expensive. expensive. <laughs> right. so, Top shelf. So. 
lo and behold, I pick Guinness Stout, uh, right? Oh, that's a great yeah. Yeah. starter so, beer. So, yeah. <laughs> so you can just imagine me as a kid grabbing this thing, thinking I got the Holy Grail. I go downstairs, and I'm just like... It <laughs> <laughs> does not taste that? like chocolate. You know? And the rest is history. Now I'm a brewer, right? Yeah, so, that's hilarious. So where are you at? Where are you at when this happens? Where are you... Where are you, where are you I was at, so I grew up in New Britain, Connecticut, and this was at Miller's Pharmacy in New Britain, Connecticut. Probably not even there anymore, but that's how I cut my teeth uh, on beer was with a Guinness Stout. But um, you know the whole thing or the whole history behind me. You know, I graduated college. I went to Southern Connecticut State University, and you know when you're when you're seventeen, eighteen years old, and they get you in the room and go, "Okay, kid, what do you want to do for the rest of your life?" I'm like. I don't know. And they're going down and, well, we can do this and you can do a math teacher or you can, you know, go into this field or that field. And they go, communication, communication. What does that mean? Well, you know, we got a TV and radio uh, uh, curriculum and it's called corporate video communications. I'm like, shit, that sounds like fun. Right. So I go in there and I graduate four years later with a I think I had like a three five in corporate video communications. Nice. Like, what the fuck are you gonna do with that? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, I graduate and um, my, my best buddy and my college roommate moved out to California, and I moved from New Britain, Connecticut, down to Florida. I was living right outside of Orlando in Lake Mary at the time, and uh, you know, take a kid from Connecticut where you had four seasons and put him in freaking Orlando, Florida, where there's just one season and it's called hot. Yeah. That's right. yeah. I just couldn't dig it. I was there for about a year and a half and I had a fraternity brother who lived in Georgia. Mm-hmm. So I moved up to Georgia in 92, the year before. That's when the Braves went from worst to first in 91. So I got here right at the tip of you all of that. You got here at the Best yeah. baseball time of, oh, of my man. life. Of my life. So, God, yeah. Glavin, Smoltz. We'll never see that again. You know, Blouser. Never see that again. All those guys are just fantastic. Going to Buckhead every weekend in the 90s, just getting hammered on fucking grain trains from yes. some kind of, what? God, I don't even remember what the hell that bar was that made all those crazy Slurpee drinks. Was oh, it? Uh, what was that? Uh, Fat Tuesday. Fat Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Dude. <laughs> what, which one was the one where they had the girls swinging in the swings, like in the window? Was that was that the one called the bar? Yeah, could have been. been. I, I, I don't, was too drunk. Dude, I don't yeah, I, it, I just black out every <laughs> yes, night. Right. So, so you know, I I was uh, I was basically pushing audiovisual carts around hotels at the time. I graduated the corporate video communication degree. I moved up to Atlanta, and um, you know, my buddy out and my my uh, college roommate when he moved out to California, we talked. You know, every couple weeks or so, and he's like, "Hey, Spike, have you ever tried homebrewing before?" I'm like, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, you can make beer at home." <laughs> I'm like, "Sweet." You're like, "I tried. I tried a beer in Connecticut one time, and it was terrible. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Does it have to taste like that?" <laughs> so I started playing around um, because the cool part was right when I was talking to him about homebrewing, my current roommate at the time we moved into a house so when we moved into the house there was a basement which was kept really cool and uh it was just a nice environment to you know ferment beer so i started brewing uh back in 93 about a year after i came to atlanta and uh started brewing and i i guess i was kind of good because i entered some home brewing competitions and you know won some medals and all that kind of stuff and then um 
And I'm like, you know, I don't feel like pushing audiovisual cards yeah, around, no doubt. around, you know, hey, lady, your, your, your bulb burnt out in your overhead. You need me to change it? It's just I didn't see that career path taken yeah. off too much, you know. So um, in 1996, um, you know, I was doing kind of my research on, you know, where to go to brewing school. So, of course, I had to call my dad and go, hey, you remember all that money you sent me for, uh, for you know, to go to college? You think you can break off another ten grand so I can go to brewing school? <laughs> so yeah, so in '96 I went to American Brewers Guild out in Woodland, California, and it was an offshoot of of uh, Davis. It was Michael Lewis started this little thing out in uh, in Woodland, California called American Brewers Guild. Went out there in '96, um, and then you know started uh, my professional brewing career in 1997. And this was at uh, a brewery that's still open today called Atlanta Brewing Company. They're actually, yep. I'm pretty sure they, they are the oldest brewery in Georgia. Oh, They've okay. been around forever. Yep. So I was uh, brewing there, and um, that's where I met my business partner, John Cochran. Mm-hmm. And actually, Terrapin started with three founders. Okay. Um, and it was myself, John Cochran, and another guy named John. And how we got the idea was, speaking of the Braves... It was Braves opening day, and um, my boss at the time, the other John, said, hey, why don't we go catch the Braves game? We'll go on a field trip, and, you know, we'll take everybody out to the Braves game. So we go see the Atlanta Braves. Well, the next day, we come to work. Well, the owner of the company really wasn't too happy that <laughs> we took off to go to Braves opening day. So he reamed my boss out, John, at the time, and then he proceeded to hand us three rollers and three buckets of tar, and we tarred the front parking lot of the brewery. Oh, my no God. Shit. <laughs> so we're like, well, screw this guy. We'll start our own brewery. Yeah. And it was kind of just a joke. Yeah. We're like, yeah, well, we, you know, we're working here, but we're going to start our own brewery. And then the more we kind of thought about it, Choose uh, to say we can. Yeah, and we're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, we can do this. And we kind of kicked around a few names, and the guys were kicking around shitty names. And I came up with Terrapin, you know, because I used to follow the dead in college, and then you know, up until Jerry died, of course. And you know, I've had about three or four ponytails in my life, and um, <laughs> you know, we said, okay, Terrapin Beer Company, so or Terrapin Brewery, and uh, I'll never forget it. So John, my business partner, John Cochran, at the time, bought a book. And in the book, you would read a chapter, you would answer questions at the end of the chapter, chapter, and it was building your business plan. So when you were done reading the book and answering all that questions, boom, you had a business plan. So we spit out a business plan, and I'm like, okay, great, we got a business plan, but who reads this stuff? I mean, what do you do next, right? So I said, well, I guess we got to get a collection of some money to get a logo, to get a LLC or wherever, you know, whatever direction we wanted to go. And every, well, John and I put in the, I don't even remember what it was, a thousand or $2,000. And the third John just never came up with the money. So we're like, we had a part way. So John and I said, okay. And then we went after funding and this was about 1999 or so, 2000 ish. And, uh, the problem was it was all internet. It was all venture capital looking for people, that we're putting internet stuff together. And they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You want to build a brewery? So this isn't like a virtual brewery that you have in your basement? You want, you want brick and mortar? They're actually right. making beer. Yeah. yeah, no. So, and you know, back in 98, 99, that was kind of the tail end of craft. Craft was on the downswing at that point, you know? So we were getting in at the worst time. 
So, you know, we were, we were tooling around and just twiddling our thumbs, and nobody was going to give us any money. So what John did, John actually left the brewery, Atlanta Brewing Company, and he went to work for a distributor because he's like, I got to know the ins and outs of distribution, which was a great, you know, great plan. So he went to work for a distributor, and I left, and I was building a brewery in Midtown Brewing called Black Bear Brewing Company. <clears throat> so what we did was, it was like, okay, we're building a brewery, right? It's not our brewery, but we were going to start contracting at Black Bear. So we redid our business plan again, and we're talking to people like, hey, once this brewery gets up and running, we'll be, you know, we'll be brewing Terrapin, this and that and the other. Well, probably about three months before Black Bear was ready to open, they ran out of funding, and, uh. and that was it. So we're like, shit. So we redid the business plan again, and we're looking for, back at that time, we were looking at about a million dollars, $1.2 million to get off the ground. So we're hitting the streets again, trying to talk to people and all this crap, and then September 11th happened. Oh, my God. Man. So, you know, we were four or five years into trying to open a freaking brewery, and nothing was happening. So I finally looked at John. I'm like, you don't want to send your kids to college or nothing, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we, we literally rubbed our credit cards together. And we started contract brewing, and we brought uh, we bought all our raw materials, and we started brewing at uh, Dogwood Brewing Company. And this was, uh, I think, it was about the third brewery that that ever uh, that that ever happened in Georgia was Dogwood. I'm pretty sure it was Atlanta Brewing Company, Marthasville, Dogwood, and Sweetwater, of course, came. Um, but anyway, started brewing 2002 distribution only in Athens. Right, we always knew we were going to put our brewery in Athens. And uh, we started in 2002 draft only selling Terrapin beer. It was Rye Pale Ale, okay. right? So hell of a name, by the way. Great, hey, great branding. Great branding, right? So, so we start selling this Rye Pale Ale in 2002, and and just imagine this, okay? So we're only we're only in Athens, Georgia, and John and I. I remember this every Friday and Saturday night. We would go. And we would talk to the bartenders, and we would talk to the bar owners, and we'd walk in there, and we'd be like, hey, Spike and John from Terrapin, you know, you want to know if you want to sell our beer here? And they're like, Terrapin? Are you guys from Maryland? No. No, we're actually from Athens, Georgia, right? And this was, this was after we started brewing in Maryland, right? So we're like, yeah, yeah, no, 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 we're, we're, we're an Athens, Georgia company. And they're like, okay, well, where are you guys brewed? Uh, Maryland. <laughs> so it was kind of it was kind of crappy, you know, because you know here we are contract brewing. Because when we we went to Dogwood, right, and the beer was taking off because in 2002 we were brewing at Dogwood, and then I think three or four months later we won best pale pale ale in the world at the Great American Beer Festival. It's right? unbelievable. Amazing. Or, or in the country, actually. So, How blown are you away at this point? You're like, well, holy shit. The funny part was is that you know I had been in Germany, right? So I came back from Germany. I came back from Oktoberfest, and um, I was, like, unpacking, doing Oslo. laundry. And the guy who was brewing at Dogwood at the time calls me because he was out there. And he's like, hey, Spike, you just won, you just won best pale ale in the country. At the Great American Beer Festival, I'm like, shut up, dude. I'm jet lagged. <laughs> you know, right, right. I'm doing laundry. I'm like, get the hell out of here. But no, 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 really, really. So that's when it all happened. I mean, once we won that best pillow in the country, then the phone was just ringing off the hook going, we want your beer, we want your beer. And I'm like, 
we are, you know, at that year, I think we brewed like 200 barrels of beer. Unbelievable. Yeah. So that was the deal. So we were basically taking off and we pushed Dogwood to their capacity. And we basically had to look up and down the East Coast to try to figure out where we we're going to brew. And that's when we started brewing in Frederick, Maryland at Frederick Brewing Company. Uh, and then we came out with the Terrapin Cream Ale because I'm a Yankee, right? So I'm Connecticut, Jenny Cream, Little Kings. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I said, hey, let's, let's come out with a cream ale. Well, that went over like a fart in church because basically, <laughs> basically people down south, they had no clue what no. a cream ale was. No. They're like, is that real thick and heavy? Yeah. Uh, so that really didn't do well. But we won best cream. Well, we won a silver medal two years later in 2004. We won a silver medal at the World Beer Cup for best cream ale. And the problem was there was no gold medal awarded that year because sometimes they do that shit. So technically, we brewed the best cream ale in the world because right, we won right. the silver and there was no gold awarded. Or we brewed a half-ass one and they, were, they felt sorry for us. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, so our little tagline uh, after two years, was we, it was two years, two beers, and two medals. Um, so 2004. So your confidence is there for sure. Oh yeah, it was great. I mean, you know, we were we were kicking ass, but we were tiny. I yeah, mean, come but on. you feel good about yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I was like, okay, we can we can do this, yeah. right? So yeah. uh, we started getting distribution in Atlanta. Uh, so that was starting to take off. I think our first outer market was Asheville. Um, we finally crawled into a brewery, right? So Sweetwater picked up and moved. And they sold their brewery to a brewery called Zuma Brewing Company. And they were, they brewed Mexican lagers. It was like, uh, gosh, this is, a, this is testing my memory here. It was an amber lager and it was like more of just like a standard Mexican lager. And they were way ahead of their time. It just never took off. Their beers were decent, but they weren't doing too well. So John and I made a proposition said, hey, we'll brew your beer there, but we want to we wanna make payments so we can buy all this equipment. So after a while, they just went away, and we took that equipment, which was the original Sweetwater equipment, and we moved everything up to Athens. So that was 2000, about 2006. We, we transferred everything up here. We finally got some investors in, and in 2007 was the first batch of beer that came out of the Athens Brewery in Terrapin. Gotcha. So, so in 2007, mm -hmm. your, your first batch in uh, Athens, mm -hmm. and... Your, how much? What's your parameter of distribution and people drinking terrapin at the time? Yeah, at that time in 2007, Atlanta, Athens, and probably Asheville. And that was 2007. So yep. now we're 2020. How many states are you in? 21 or 22? Holy I think it's 21. God. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's 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 you know. To, to quote the dead, it's a, it's been a long, strange trip. Yeah. I mean, really, and uh, just watching, you know, the beer industry. I mean, I got in in ninety six, ninety. I mean, if you want to call it professionally, ninety seven. Mm -hmm. um, just to watch everything that's happened <laughs> over the years, it's been pretty pretty dynamic and pretty crazy. I mean, we, you know, uh, we started out like I said when the craft brewing industry was kind of in the tank yeah. you know the, the numbers were actually going down and then just you know obviously getting through the boom and all that kind of stuff and um you know it's it's been crazy i you know i wouldn't trade it for the world no i mean you know our story i think is one of those romance stories where no doubt you know two guys two guys start with a credit card yeah. 
you know, get the brewery going, uh, you know. Win a couple of awards. Well, a couple of awards. <laughs> you know, Our beer's we, better than everybody else's beer. God, yeah, I, I mean, mean, it's true. It's, it's what it well, is. Well, thank you. And, yeah. you know, and just the tough times where, you know, uh, trying to – I mean, we were going through a hostile takeover. We had to wrestle the company back away from our original investors. I mean, there was shit going down that yeah. a lot of people don't know. And John and I really have to write a book. Yeah. But um, it wasn't all you do need peaches and you know peaches and cream. Man, we went through some hard times. Well, I can you tell know? you what everything that you've told me is is nothing short of a great American success story. That's you know, right. yeah. you, that's what our country's built on. Is mm-hmm. guys like you that uh, no matter what life threw at them. Whatever obstacles you had, you overcame them, uh, and and you came out. And you, in 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 our opinion, you came out on top. You're yeah. doing well. So now, I, I think great. so. And we used to say this all the time: is like when people said no, we would go under, around, over. It, it there was no no. There was no. There no. was no no. You know, and now just being in the position that we're in, and um, you know, John John has left. You know, he's been gone for about three years or so. But uh, I couldn't be happier, man. We've got a great. Great bunch of people here. I mean, from management to accounting to sales to all the guys who are just kicking ass out and back, you know, and it's it's kind of the unsung heroes, right? You just, you know, if people, oh, it's so sexy, it's so cool to be a brewer and blah, 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 walk a mile in my shoes. Yeah. I mean, right. I don't anymore. I mean, if I went out on that floor and tried to move hoses around, they would kick my ass. They would be like, <laughs> what are you doing back here? Just yeah. just get out of get here. Get out of the way. You know, I'm the yeah, crazy. It's not easy work. Yeah, no, hell no. I'm the crazy uncle that, like, I, I talked talk to, <laughs> talk to my head brewer, Brandon, the other day. I'm like, hey, I'm going to Chateau Alain, and I'm picking up muscadines. I'm coming back with 100 pounds of muscadines, and you're going to put them in this little tank, and we're going to transfer beer on it, and everything's going to be cool. And he's like, what the fuck, man? Are you kidding me? <laughs> so I throw him all these curveballs, and he's going like, you know there's going to be bacteria on those muscadine skins, and it's going to be a re-fermentation in this tank, and then we're going to have shit all over the place. And I'm like, dude, just do what I say. I'm happen. doing it. I just want to make this happen. Yeah, right. And I throw them so much shit, and it's just... You know, I'm the fucking nutty professor out there, basically. It's, it's down to you a know. science, right? It is. Well, I mean, the science and a little luck, too. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I literally drove a half hour away and picked up 100 pounds of muscadines and i put los bravos that is still fermenting on these los uh, on these los bravo skins on these muscadine skins just to see what's going to happen and you yeah. have no idea what's coming i out. have no fucking clue what's going to happen yeah but that's you the know? fun in it right yeah absolutely I you know we may can call you the willy wonka of the beer world <laughs> i like it though <laughs> jesus oh, I'm spilling beer. that's not far <laughs> off no, yeah it's you know i love fooling around with stuff i've got um i just did um i'm playing around with those Kvek strains or Kvek strains, however you say that, the, the the hot strains up in Norway. Yeah. And you can ferment these things at like 85, 90 degrees. And they're fantastic yeast. It's really, really <laughs> cool. So I've been playing with those and just, you know, we went through a lot of different stuff and that's the beauty of having the brew lab. So I don't know if you guys know that we revamped the, um, the rec ale, right? So rec ale used to be 4.7% ABV you know, it was about 45 BUs and all that. And it was doing okay, but it needed a little refresh. Um, so about a year or so ago, we said, well, how about the whole better for you space, right? Less than, you know, 100 calories a serving, right? I mean, lower the alcohol and all that. And, and it's really nice. I've never had a, a, a pilot brewery. So having the brew lab down at Truist Park has been fantastic yeah. because, you know, just doing stuff like that and reformulating recipes and, and, you know, doing it at a five barrel 
in fiber oil increments is mm-hmm. just so much nicer to go, okay, uh, let's try this at 100 barrels a pop, yeah. right? right? And so, you, And you've literally got a test. It's it's like a it's like a test laboratory there. Mm-hmm. Sharks are making money on, which is yeah, even yeah. more genius. Yeah. Right, right. It's and and the cool thing about it is, you know, what's selling, right? So Los Bravos was one of our best sellers down there, right? It's a great so, logo, by the way. Yeah, no doubt. You know, great and, beer too. Yeah, yeah, easy to drink. Yep, easy Good to drink. Beer. Great Mexican lager, and you know, obviously brewing it up here. And oh, I'm so just. Heartbroken that the Braves aren't playing this year because right. we would have sold a ton yeah. of playing, but nobody's right. seeing. Yeah, them. no yeah. doubt. Yeah, so um, we're gonna plug it for you. Yeah, no, the beer has been fantastic. Um, just an easy to drink crusher. And, and I'm a crispy boy, man. I, I just love pilsners. I love lagers. Mm-hmm. I mean, always yeah. have. And don't get me wrong, I I like it all. But I mean, to be truthful, my Desert Island beer is unfiltered pilsner kill in the basement of pilsner quell, and it's just it's just. Fantastic, because you can't hide behind those things. Right. You can't hide behind a Kolsch or a Pilsner or a Festbier. If there's any flaws in that, it's terrible. Yeah, right. I mean, I can teach a I can teach a monkey how to brew a freaking IPA. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just throw more hops in it, man. It really sucks. But you know, the more hops you throw in it, you know, no one will notice. Right. Burn know? the tongue more. And that's you know, <laughs> if I'm going into a new brewery or a new brew pub and there's a Pilsner or a Kolsch. I'm going straight to that because if you can't brew that, I don't, I don't even want to try the, the other yeah. beers. You know, so it's interesting. I, I like to me a bigger challenge is to actually take a beer like a Kolsch beer. We were just talking about our tree hugger, our alt beer. Yeah, right. So I'm drinking. it's good. So you know, I went over to Germany, went went to Cologne, and went to Dusseldorf. Love Kolsch beer, and I just got really inspired by both styles, Kolsch and alt beer. Came home thought of this recipe i actually wrote the recipe flying back from dusseldorf flying back from germany wrote my alt beer recipe boom came over here brewed it we won best freaking alt beer at the jbf i don't remember what year it was and then we you know and then we won a we won a bronze in germany if i'm going up against german brewers and i got a bronze yeah hell yeah you know so (laughs) to me it's more challenging to try to nail a style than it is to just brew an IPA, which I love IPAs, but I want to try to hone on some, hone in on something where you've got four ingredients, and that's it. Yeah. So don't get me wrong, dude. I love brewing wake and bake. I love brewing French toasted wake and bake, white chocolate moohoo, all that fun no, stuff. The moohoos are so good. But <laughs> at the end of the oh, day, are. for me, the challenge is: can I actually make a traditional Kolsch or pills or mm-hmm. alt or something like that? Yeah. So. Okay, so that's okay. So let me ask you this question: so what? beer has been the hardest for you to perfect in other words was the biggest challenge for you <laughs> you're gonna laugh at me <laughs> I, I i personally have never been a hundred percent happy with my golden ale i'm just gonna get out there and really? say it i i just i just have i just i always that beer has probably changed a half a dozen times over its life I don't know. It's just that's the one that I'm just like, yeah, it's okay, but it can be better. Right. Yeah, it's okay, but it can be better. And that's a good thing. I, I get. I, yeah. I'm my own worst critic. Yeah, sure. right, and sure. that's what kind of freaks me yeah. out. And and if I walk into an establishment and I taste something that is just not even stylistically, but just awful, Trash. whether it's got diacetyl or acetaldehyde or whatever, 
And I look around and I'm just like, wait a minute, you guys are serving this to the general public. You know what good beer is supposed to taste like. And it's not this. And it ain't it. I mean, if you don't know what a Sierra Nevada or a Founders or a Terrapin or or something that's consistent all the way through, if you're not trying to brew and build a beer better than those, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. You know, and it's it's unfortunate. And, And I get that less today than I did 10 years ago. But that was my own. I mean, I'm my own. I'm my own worst critic, and I will always try to perfect that beer. That's why your beer is always going to come up on top. I hope so. Absolutely. I mean, we we That's sure do try, and yeah. it ain't easy, especially when you grow. I mean, I remember when we, you know, the first ten years of the business, I didn't even let anybody dry hop my beers. I mean, that, but I had to start pulling away because. As we got bigger, I couldn't. You didn't There's have no the time one, for it. Didn't have the time. Yeah. Didn't have the energy. It was just crazy. So now, you know, I think we've got over a hundred people, you know, working, you know, sales and you know, in the brewery and and you know, shit, shipping, shipping and logistics. I can't imagine. I don't want any part of that. No doubt. I mean, Andre over there is just you know rocking and rolling with you know shipping to thirty five, forty different distributors. I don't know how he keeps all that straight. Yeah. You know, so I got somebody for that. You yeah. got somebody for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, it's I, I wouldn't trade it, man. I, I wouldn't trade what John and I did. You know, building a brewery on a credit card. No, no, no. Granted, fast forward you know, 10, 15 years when I turn around and going, holy shit, these guys just rolled up and dropped $10 million on a brewery. Fucking get on you. You know, and I didn't get it. You know, that's not how we were, you know, that's not how we got into the business. I'm jealous as hell. <laughs> you know, there's, there's some beautiful breweries out there that are one or two years old and I don't know where the hell they got their money, but yeah. Awesome. You know, we didn't. We just didn't do it that way. Yeah, but you are know? they winning wards in Germany? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, and granted, I'm not saying their beers aren't bad, but for me, it was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, right. And I just appreciate it. Not that yeah. they don't. No, yeah. But John and I <laughs> scratched and clawed for everything we got, and for me, it's just I, I just appreciate what we built. Right. Yeah. I yeah. really do. And I, I really and I believe do. the people that drink your beer appreciate you guys too. Yeah. No doubt. I mean. There's a reason. There's a reason why you're doing what you're That's doing. Right. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. And knowing, just, knowing where you came from is uh, something you'll never forget, uh-huh. and it's something that makes you who you are today. Yeah, and, and you know, just to get into the brewing industry or the craft brewing industry at a time where it was de- it was it wasn't probably the best time to get in. You know, like I said, it, it's been fun, and now you know, with Dustin at the helm, being president of the company, and you know, we've brought in our whole. Um, we our whole TerraPrint initiative, and we've got solar on the solar on the roof, and we've got a wastewater treatment facility, and giving back to the community. I mean, it's just we're clicking, man. Yeah. It's, it yeah. just feels really good. Together. Yeah, it feels really good to like serve our community and use solar power, and you know we've got a wastewater treatment facility, and you know just our initiative of doing that with TerraPrint, and you know brewing the beers that we're brewing right now. Yeah, we're in a good stride. Really, really good stride. I'm, I'm really proud and happy about our people and what we're doing here. Yeah, for sure. So, Andrew, we we had talked a little bit about this. So we know everybody's going. All the beer companies, the beer industry is going hog wild with the seltzers. Yeah. Okay. Buck wild. Buck. I mean, it's insane. Going crazy. Yeah. Where do you see terrapin in the seltzer world? Is that something you've even thought about? 
we actually brewed one down at the brew lab. Um, I don't know. That space has been overcrowded for the past year or two. I mean, if you didn't get into that a couple years ago, and, and I'm not knocking it. I mean, there's some good seltzers mm-hmm. out there, and you know, there's some craft breweries that are doing seltzers. Hey, but that was my thought. You, you've seen you know, craft brewers doing it. Yeah, and you know. There's some guys that are late to the game, even big brewers. You know, Coors mm-hmm. just released theirs. Yeah. Yep, you're right. So my thought was, I wonder if, wonder if Spike's thinking about a seltzer. I, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I, I appreciate I you for that. And, and, and I can drink. I don't I, hate them. I can drink one, especially if I'm on the lake or something. Okay. But Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not against it, but I don't. No one's, you know, no one's calling me on the horn going, we got to do one. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, so. I don't know. I like beer. Yeah, I'm know? gonna I'm gonna tell you. Uh, it's a little funny story of mine. Uh, you know, Andrew and I've been friends uh, since uh, middle school. We've known each other forever. At least, uh, yeah. and he's like, oh, we got yeah. to, we're we put this new beer out. We got the, we're selling this new beer called Terrapin. It's great. Popsecutioner. It's a true story. <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? Well, I'm gonna go check it out. So, uh, so I run down to my local little package store and uh, I see the packaging and I'm like, man, that's so cool. I got a six pack. Go to the house. It's in the summer. 98 degrees, and i got to mm-hmm. cut my grass. Okay? Oh, boy. That's not really a beer you want to cut grass no, in. No, I drink them all, and I cut the grass. Oh. And uh, it looked like Ray Charles had got a hold of my yard. Uh, I don't know how I didn't get a DUI on my lawn. Oh, man. And uh, I, I got way too close to the uh, to the yellow jacket hive that I was always conscious of uh, when I was not six beers in. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, I'll never No, forget. no, you're leaving yeah. out the funniest part of that story. Oh, go ahead and tell it. I'm going to tell it. <laughs> Just tell it. I'm going to tell it. So. Just tell it. His <laughs> wife at the time. Yikes. Says, says uh, <laughs> he, she's nice enough to be bringing him beers. He, yeah. He's just cutting grass. I'm I like, mean, honey. she's still about it. Can you, hey, can you get me another terrapin? So on the, one of these trips, bringing the hops cushioner, which mm-hmm. there were several. Yeah. yeah. She comes out and she says, Rob. Do you realize you're cutting the neighbor's grass? I was, yeah, <laughs> I was cutting the neighbor's grass. I'm not even kidding. I was cutting the neighbor's grass. And here's even a even a better one. I don't even he know. He calls. He says, "Fear the turtle." <laughs> fear the turtle. <laughs> that was like straight up. Nobody's uh-huh. hashtagging back in those days, right. but if they did, it was fear the turtle. Fear the turtle. Look, I I literally cut. We had an airport, a uh, small airport near the near the area we lived in too. And I was like, you know, it'd be cool. It'd be cool if I cut my name in the grass in the backyard and everybody that flew over could see it. So, yeah, I cut. I dropped the blade down to one. Oh man! Cut, I, I in cursive wrote my name Rob in the backyard. It's crazy. On so, that's what happens when you drink hopscutioner. You, know, oh, you don't you don't cut grass on hopscutioner, no. my friends. No, no. It, you know that beer. It's it, a great it, beer. It, it's pretty crazy because that beer. Gosh, we'll be. We'll be 19 years old next year. That beer's been around 15 years or so, and that is our number one selling beer. And and I am so pleased with that because yeah. it's not a freaking hazy, juicy, no, hey, whatever you want to call them, IPAs. And don't get me wrong, I make one, right? Mm-hmm. So we make high and hazy. I get it. But to me, that is just an old school classic IPA and yeah. and it just boggles my mind that every year those sales grow man you know and it's it's pretty cool and a backstory on that is that that is probably and I think that is the only beer that Terrapin has never named so how that story goes what do you mean never named we we name all of our beers right mm-hmm. yeah that beer was not named by a Terrapin employee. So, 
I when I lived in Smyrna, Georgia, um, my buddy Johnny Dollar, um, he had a pool, right? So basically, every Sunday was open house. Anybody can come over to Johnny's house and float in the pool. If it was during the week, he had a call or let him know what's going on. So Johnny and I, I got there early that one day. We're floating around, you know, we're smoking cigars and smoking other things that we probably should or shouldn't be smoking <laughs> and just hanging out. And Johnny's floating out there, and he wasn't a big IPA guy. And he goes, I remember he's smoking on his big stogie. He's like, hey, Spike. <laughs> he goes, you know, I don't like any of them hoppy beers, but uh, you brew one and you name it Hopsecutioner. I'm like, oh. Like, all right, that's <laughs> kind of cool. And, you know, dude, I've gotten so many stupid beer names over the year, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to file that one away. They're all pretty freaking good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's some creativity behind yeah. that. Right. So he goes, you know, I don't want any royalties or nothing, but I just want on the package, I want on the label, I just want a little dollar sign. I'm like, all right, Johnny. <laughs> so anyway, a year or two goes by, whatever. And that was our third beer. We come out with Hopscutioner. So Johnny was a bartender at Soho at the time in the Vinings. And I walk in with a case of beer, just right off the line. Just take it, go over there, pop it up on the bar. And he goes, oh, you got a new beer, huh? And he looks at it and he goes, oh, it's an IPA. Not, not one of my favorites. I said, you don't freaking remember, do you? <laughs> he goes, whoa, Hopscutioner. Yeah, I remember. And I said, I said, what'd you want? He goes, what? I said, what did you want on the label? He said, I said, I'm not paying you any money, but what did you want on the label? <laughs> He's like, a dollar sign. To this day, every bottle or can, there is a gold little dollar sign for oh, Johnny Dollar awesome. on the Hopscutioner. Man, I never bottle. knew that. Now I've got to go find one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Here. There is a little dollar sign on that. That's so. too great. See, that's why we're here. I want yeah. stories like that. Yeah, yeah so too. cheers to Johnny yeah, Dollar. Cheers to Johnny. Awesome. Yeah. Johnny. Johnny Dollar. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, retell that story. That's, that's, that's <laughs> freaking awesome. That's great. Yeah. What beer are you most proud of? Rye Pale Ale. Not that we make it anymore, but um, actually, it's coming out next year. But uh, yeah, that was one of those things where everybody thought I was freaking crazy for putting rye in a beer. Yeah. And how that all happened was I know, remember when it was the flagship beer for Dairy. Yeah, without yeah. a doubt, without a doubt. And you know, starting out in the southeast. Uh, in 2002, putting your first beer out as rye pale ale, I mean, holy cow, it was almost suicide, Tricky. right? Because yeah. people really didn't understand what that... And back then, in that was a pretty aggressive beer. Yeah. Now, today, it's just whatever. It's a, it's a calm beer. But I, I, I remember messing around with rye, and I just remember how that little spice, and it really cleaned up the finish of the beer. And, you know, the hops I use in there, EKG... Fuggle, Cascade, Dry Hop with Amarillo. I mean, all low cohumulone hops. And I just kind of formulated that beer to have everything up front. Aroma up front, bitterness up front, and that rye just cleaned your palate out. So when we did come out with that beer, people were really blown away. You know, it did. It was aggressive, and it did have that great aroma, but it was the finish that were just like, wow, I can drink another one of these because it was just so crisp and clean from the rye. Mm. Um, and how I got the idea is, I mean, we used to we used to drink a handle of bean before we, oh, yeah. before we went out in college, and, you know, rye whiskeys and stuff like that, just, you know, that's what we did, and I just wanted to play with rye and, right. uh, you know, put that thing on the map, and that's kind of like my stamp. I mean, if I'm going out doing collaborations around the world, or whatever i'm i always first thing i ask him like 
you guys ever brew with rye before? And nine times out of ten, no. I said, okay, we're going to do a rye beer, and make sure you get some rice holes <laughs> in your brewery before we start playing with them. But, uh, but yeah, uh, rye pale ale by far is uh, is my little baby. Man, so. you know, obviously you've done it long enough to know, but I find it very crazy that um, while while you're adding these ingredients and uh, and you're you're adding up all your mixtures and stuff, mm-hmm. that you, you're kind of having a you have a grasp and an understanding on how the beer is going to taste before it's brewed in a way. Without a doubt, I it's mean, incredible that you can do that. It's it's kind of funny because, like I said, I've never had a pilot brewery. I've always just gone. This is it. And this is it. And one of my, I think one of my, like, oh shit moments was like when I formulated our brown ale, when we came out with Hop Karma. Um, well, actually, at first it was it was India, India brown ale, but then I got a call from Sam from Dogfish, but it was all cool. So <laughs> anyway, uh, like, hey. yeah, no, no, it was all because they, they they do what what is their brown ale? It's uh, Indian brown ale. And anyway, so you know when I did that, dude, I just nailed it. And 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 even to this day, when if it's four ingredients, if I'm just doing malt water yeast hops. I'm getting 90, 95% of where I want to go. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's something different, like, you know, <laughs> muscadine skins, <laughs> right. you know, the, you know, doing white chocolate muhu or cinnamon rolled wake and bake and stuff, you know, I've got to play around a little mm-hmm. bit, but, um, yeah, I, you know, just imagining what that beer is going to taste like and then writing out that recipe, I'm usually in 90, 95% range. Gotcha. Did you feel that way about Frenchies? Did you know it would turn out as good as it did? Yeah, Fr- you're talking about blueberry and a um, Frenchies was but it's delicious. I, I'm not yeah, going to say Frenchies was easy, but uh, we brew a pretty, pretty damn good solid Berliner. Yeah. So just adding that other element of the blueberries was was I wouldn't call it easy, but it was it it just complemented that beer. You know, just like our watermelon goza, right? right? So, I mean, our Berliner and our goza is very similar. So, basically, that's the start. I know what those beers taste like. Now I just need that other ingredient, right. whether it be watermelon or blueberry. Just something, just like, uh, you know, the Dreamsicle beers, right? So, we've done peach Dreamsicle. Um, we're coming out with mango. We did strawberry. So, it's all about the same base, but then bringing in those right. other fruits. Because I don't want to screw it up. We've got a great base. Mm-hmm. So, then we bring in the other fruits and go from there, you know. Just so the folks know uh, yeah. that are listening, the, we're talking about sours, correct? Yes. Oh, sorry. The strawberry dreamsicle, the, the dreamsicle beers are not sour. It's okay. The watermelon goza, obviously a sour. Frenchies blues Frenchies, is a sour. Frenchies, yeah, I got okay. I got off the rails. No, no, no you're fine. <laughs> no, it's all good. But, no. but people yeah. that don't know, uh, tell them about Frenchies. Yeah, so so we obviously have a relationship with the Atlanta Braves, right? So we have our brew lab in the stadium. So the first beer that we ever did, well, gosh, okay. So here's here's a cool story. So. Bringing it back to Hops Kushner. So, the brand new season, what was it, are we on our fourth year? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fourth year. So, the Braves obviously wanted to serve Terrapin at Truist Park, right? So, we're like, okay, so we've got Hops Kushner. We've got a bunch of beers, but we're, we're scratching our heads going, okay, if somebody buys a 16-ounce Hops Kushner and it's 95 degrees out and yeah. 98% humidity, someone's going to fall they're, out, they're right? They're cutting right. their neighbor's grass. Right, they're cutting <laughs> their neighbor's grass. So I came up with this cool idea. I said, well, why don't we make 
something close to Hopsecutioner, we'll lower the ABV. We'll call it Chopsecutioner for the Braves, right? Well, there's a little backstory on that too, right? I actually didn't name that beer. Somebody in the company named that beer. So probably about five or six years ago, one of our sales guys had this. It was a cool idea at the time, right? So he took the Hopsecutioner and he manipulated the logo to, you know, how the Hopsecutioner holds the, the, the paddle or you know, all the, the um, yeah, the mixing paddle, the Belgian mixing yes, paddle, right. the, malt, the malt paddle, right? So he put the Braves Tomahawk in there and he proceeded to make stickers. And he was going to go to the Braves game and he was going to stick these stickers around the stadium. This is when they were in Turner Field, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know how we caught wind or whatever. We're just like, uh, the Braves probably have a lot more money than we do, yes. and we will get sued right. to high right. heaven if right. that ever happens. Right. So we just shelved it. Never, never heard about it again. Well, fast forward to four years ago, we're like, holy shit, we can actually, yeah, we can actually now. make the chop executioner right. So basically, what I did for that beer, dropped that down to about five percent ABV. You know, used all the same ingredients in the hop executioner, just let you know, made it lower volume of ABV so people can drink it out in the sun. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't satisfied. I'm like, we need a hook. We need what can we we need something in that beer. I just don't want to make a baby hop executioner. Right. I want to make a chop executioner. What can it be? And then I'm like, wait a minute, baseball, bats, wood age beer, ooh, bat chips. So we talked to the Braves, and they have a relationship with Mizuno. Mm-hmm. So Mizuno was nice enough to take bat chips from their factory and ship them to us. No way. And we aged the Chopsecutioner on Mizuno bat chips. That's freaking And that awesome. was the first beer that That's we ever did with the Braves. man. Yeah. Was, was the Chopsecutioner. And then, of course, Chipper Jones got into the Hall of Fame. So I did a Colts for Chipper, and it was called CJ10, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that went over very well. I love Colts beer, so that went over very, very well. And then I don't remember how the Jeff Francoeur thing took place, but I know Jeff is a big beer drinker. So I guess we got in touch with him, and... You know, I want to know if I'm going to brew, if I'm going to be brewing with somebody, I want to know what their passion is, you know, what they're all about, because I'm trying to wrap my head around what he wanted to do. Right. Well, he had the idea of doing a sour. I mean, I like sour beers. I'm like, I'm like, Jeff, you really, you want to do a sour? I'm like, I'm all about it, but they're pretty polarizing. I'm like, so we started talking, talking, and he started talking about how he and his family own a blueberry farm in South Georgia. Light bulb. And I'm just like, Jeff. Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if you've seen any of the footage and stuff like that, but yeah, Jeff and I, you know, obviously went out to the blueberry farm and picked the blue. Well, we didn't pick the blueberries, but we we ate a bunch of them. <laughs> but um, you know, got the blueberries from his farm and incorporated them in this beer. And it's funny because I tell this story all the time. How Jeff was like, you know, I know you did a beer with Chipper, 
but I've got a I've got a upstage chipper here. I just want my beer <laughs> to be at least a percent higher in ABV. So I think chippers clocked in at like four point eight, four point nine, and Jeff's at five. So yeah. so I always have to tell that story. But yes, yes, Jeff Rancor's beer is better, not better than chippers, but it is higher, higher. in alcohol right, right. than chippers beer was. It'll get you in your neighbor's yard a little faster. Yeah, a little faster. <laughs> yeah. That's right. But dude, I mean he. He has been so gracious, and uh, you know, if you guys watch Brave Game, Braves games, yeah. um, he's always talking about Frenchies, and he there's is. always yeah, proud of it. Yeah, he's all, proud of it. He loves it yeah. yeah, so I mean, he's always doing his part. But man, it was just—it's a great experience. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fantastic to just be in the stadium, be you know, to have this marriage with the Atlanta Braves. It's yeah. just a great organization. I I just wish. You know, obviously, this whole COVID thing didn't go down, but right. um, you know, now with Los Bravos, oh man, that beer is fantastic. It's taken off like wildfire, it is a good beer. and good I was just hoping that you know we would have gotten a lot more samples with right. forty-two thousand people yeah. per game drinking yeah. Los Bravos, but it's mm. actually taking off very well. And if you hadn't so. had Frenchies yet, try it. And if, yeah, exactly. if, you're, if you're like me, and I just I can't get a taste for sours. I love beer. I'm just not. I can't get a taste for sours. But I enjoy a Frenchie's. Yeah. I don't know mm, why it's, it's different. And yep. I, I'm not saying it because Spike's sitting in front of me. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, I like Frenchie's. Yeah. yeah. For no, whatever it, reason, it's different for me. You know, and, and, and sours are even, they're hit or miss with me. I don't, you know, I don't really go out and seek sours. But, you know, it's just like everything else. It, is it a well-made beer or not? You know, I mean, you can have a bitter beer, a malty beer, or whatever, but as long as it's well made, I mean, that's that's three quarters of the battle. That's right. You know, so I mean, for me, it's all about drinkability. Yeah. Right. And I think it was Garrett Oliver that said, you know, if you can drink three pints of my beer and you're drinking that same beer, you know, it's success. Um, and that's how I like to do it because we do make some hoppy beers. But it's all about balance, right? right? I want that balance. I don't want it to rip your face off, right? Or I don't want a malty beer that just tastes like mud. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I want everything in balance. Um, and so that's what we strive for here. I know you brushed on it earlier, but um, when you get down to the nitty-gritty and the ingredients and the chemical makeup of a, of a beer, you know, what makes a bad beer? Man, uh, uh, raw materials would be my number one. Right. Um, and the biggest raw material you're using is water. Okay. Uh, so your water source is... is water is, source, yeah. And I'm not saying that... Uh, I'm just going to pick on Florida because sure. they've got some shitty... Well, they, they it just smells weird sure. and all that. And, yeah. and there are some great breweries down mm-hmm. there. And I know they treat their water. But if you didn't, if you just took that that weird water that they have in Florida and right. made beer, I don't think it would be that great. And Florida's um, got some slimy water. Yeah, now. it's just, <laughs> so it's really weird. funky. Yeah. It's really funky water. So you got to have potable water. And like I said, I'm not picking on Florida sure. breweries because there's some great breweries down there because they treat their water. Um, you know, but, but then again, it's like how you store in your grain. Right. If my grain is sitting out on the dock back there getting rained on right. and then I'm using it and it's all mold. So, yeah. I mean, so ingredients, a big key and stuff like that. Humidity is a huge key. Gotcha. Right. So we try to time our malt deliveries and stuff so it doesn't sit around for a couple months. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's all about raw materials. Right? right. So if you're starting out with the best ingredients, that's half the battle. But don't get me wrong, you got to know what you're doing, Absolutely. right? I could take the best ingredients and put them in a blender and blend them <laughs> up and taste like crap, yeah, right? right? So you got to got to know a little bit, I think. Yeah. Gotcha. So for the Terrapin fans out there that are going to listen to this podcast, 
Uh, can you tell them something they can get excited about? Something uh, coming in the future? What's in the pipeline? Yeah. Um, so this year, so okay, so every year we obviously do wake and bake, and then we do muhu. So straight up, you you just get regular wake mm-hmm. and bake, regular muhu, and then we kind of put a special touch on it every year. Mm-hmm. So this year we have vanilla chai latte wake and bake. Okay. And then we have... It's going to be so good. Yeah, I can't wait. And then we've got Mexican chocolate muhu. Okay. So this spicy, okay. cinnamony yeah. chocolate gotcha. uh, muhu that's, that we're going to be doing. Okay. So those are the two big seasonals uh, for the end of the year. And next year, we're still kicking, out, kicking around some... Um, some ideas you know we were really happy with the cryo beer that we did this year so the only way that you can get cryosphere is in our mix pack so that's going to make a limited run um i'm sorry did i say 12 pack i meant 12 pack anyway our mixed our mixed 12 pack comes that's the bonus beer is the cryo and we're going to do that in six pack next year awesome um but i think we're going to do another cryo beer which i'm really excited about so um we're i'm Kind of piecing that together. Um, what else is going on? Uh, we're going to bring rye pale ale back, so that's really, really huge for me next year. Okay. Um, and it, like I said, I'm just fooling around with those Kavik strains because they're fun to fun to make. Um, but yeah, that's about it for now. Uh, I think I mean, that's all I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> Everything yeah. else is going to be a surprise. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, we kind of like our core lineup. I think we've got a oh, solid, yeah, solid lineup, um, you know, and, uh, you know, at the, also this year, you know, we just came out with Dancing Gummy Beer. Which was in the mix pack last year, our dispensary pack. The dispensary pack will come back, so you'll see jazz cabbage, uh, dancing gummy, and then the magic brownie ale, which are just I love our brown ale. It's one of my favorites. So it's good. Um, you know that'll be coming coming back around. So I'm I like the fall, man. I like brewing the bigger beers and you know the more malty and just kind of you know put meat on your bones kind of beer exactly you know, in the fall so and thank you for not um, making pumpkin beer i appreciate yeah that. you we, know dude yeah, our thing. pumpkin beer was great it was yeah, good i really liked pumpkin fest um uh, but i don't you know i'm kind of glad we don't do that <laughs> i did anywhere as well but um we need You're to brew more another. creative than just a pumpkin beer, and I like that. Well, that whole story. So when you know when the sales team or when we were trying to brainstorm about a fall beer, everybody went you know back, gosh, eight, ten years ago was pumpkin beers, pumpkin beers, pumpkin beers, and me being a crispy boy that I am, I'm like, no, 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 we need to brew a fest beer. We want pumpkin beer. We want fest beer. I'm like, wait a minute, how about pumpkin, pumpkin fest? fest. <laughs> so originally that was a lager. So the first two years we brewed that. It was actually a lager, and then we changed it to an ale because it was just too long and too expensive to brew. Um, so the last couple of years, it was it it, it was an ale, but um, but yeah, I want to do another fest beer. Last time we did a fest beer it was called Cuckoo Fest, um, which was pretty fun. We actually took grits from um, from Helen, so they do that yearly um, Oktoberfest up in Helen. They're not doing it this year because of COVID, but um, there's a little I think there's a little mill up there that makes stone, stone ground, ground grits. Yeah. So I took the grits and we did Cuckoo Fest. Oh, cool. So that was fun. I got gotcha. awesome. you. All right. Awesome. Well, now, look, everybody hear me out on this. We're talking about uh, limited beers and fall season. Uh, everybody's probably going to cringe really hard when I say this. Spike, you might kick me out of the building. But um, <laughs> I don't know if y'all are big coffee drinkers. But um, I don't use creamer unless the peppermint mocha creamer is out. And Spike, 
I'm kicking the I'm kicking the kicking it over to you. Yep. What are, what are we could we possibly see a peppermint mocha fall craft beer? Could that could that ever work? I'm not going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never had a good peppermint beer. It tastes like mouthwash yeah, to me. It's really so. weird. I mean, I did work. the only time, and it was actually right. pretty good. I imagine with the alcohol, it, it's it does, weird. Yeah. It, it, a peppermint schnapps kind of yeah, thing. But yeah. it tastes like mouthwash. But yeah. I'll tell you what I did do. So remember, I don't know where Casper went, and I'm glad it's gone, but we used to have to do so many freaking Casper. And the problem was, it's not A, was labor-intensive, but B, nobody handled Casper well. Right, so you know, people would roll it up to the bar and throw it up there, and it get all cloudy and muddy and all this kind of shit. But I tell you what, we—I think, yeah—it was Muhu. So I took Muhu in a cask, and I took York peppermint patties, and I broke up this whole bag of York peppermint patties and threw it in there. That was pretty good. But Dude, you're but, onto something. But like yeah, I said, I, I'm not—I'm not against it because I, I don't. You know, I don't want to toot my own horn. I think I can probably pull it off. Yeah. But it's every time I try one, I'm like, Mm-mm. nope. Yeah. I think it'd be pretty cool. Dude, yeah. If anybody can but perfect it's polarizing. it, you're the man. Well, <laughs> you got it. It's very polarizing. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, some flavors are just like peppermint's one of those flavors. Cucumber is one of those flavors. Oh, yeah. You know, um, so you, co- coconut. Coconut. Coconut is a very polarizing flavor, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's. I don't know. Can I say that? I, see, I get in trouble if I if I telegraph anybody. We won't tell anybody. You can say anything you so, want to. So, um, the new crunkles. Fuck it, I don't care. The new crunkles. <laughs> <laughs> what are they going to fire you? Yeah, yeah. what are they going to do? I don't. I'll take my toys and go home. I won't brew it. <laughs> the new crunkles beer, Caribbean crunkles. Guess what it's going to be? Coconut. Pina Colada. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're going to do right. so the new Caribbean so the Crunkles. The next Crunkles. The next going to be up. Caribbean Crunkles. When can nice. I get that? I don't know because I think it's got to go in the Crunkles travel trunk. So we're going to pull one out, replace one, something. Yeah, I understand. But, but yeah, I, I just worry about making beer, man. If you need to. <laughs> I understand, but it's, it's, it's fun to have things to look yeah. forward to. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be next year. I just don't know the if schedule. You some, if you need some samplers. Right. I'm pretty excited about that. I don't hate. Why wouldn't you be? I, I don't hate coconut. And oh, I, I, I spend my time in the Caribbean. I've got a buddy of mine who lives in St. Croix. So I go down and we sail and we drink a lot of pina coladas and a lot of rum runner things. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what's the one at Soggy Dollar? God, I'm drawing a blank because I'm drinking beer. But anyway. <laughs> a um, dirty banana. No, the one with down. the, oh, man, he's going to kill me. He's going to be like, you dummy. Anyway, we drink a lot of that stuff. I got yeah. you. Yeah, we're, we're pretty excited. Oh, so we got so we got a little inside info got, on this. Uh, we got a little info. On yeah, that. just a little info. Yeah, because right. yeah, I've I've been on like Facebook Live stuff with Terrapin and stuff, and I, I was like, yeah, we're gonna do this, and then we get off the call, and I'm like, you're not supposed to tell anybody that. I'm like, I don't know. Nobody told me. Don't invite me to anyway. the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nobody listens to Spike anyway. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Or you can be like, nobody listens to this podcast. Yeah, nobody listens to that podcast anyway. Anything. Don't worry about it. Oh no, you guys are huge in Japan. Right. Yeah, we're huge in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah. awesome. Well, I just want to thank you so much for your time. I mean, is this it? it? It's over. Well, How long are we well, doing? We're an hour. An well, hour. An hour. Woo! But listen, time flies when it's, you're having fun. Uh, man. It's not totally over. It's because, not over yet. Uh-oh. Because what we do next, oh, what everybody's boy. waiting for, oh, 
what we are ready and waiting for now is are you ready for 10 random questions? Oh, boy. We have 10 random questions. Is this okay. like speed dating? Uh, five. A lot like that. We have 10 random questions. We need to get an answer, yes or no. You have one mulligan you can use. You can say uh, no comment. Okay. But we would like for you to you answer them all. Oh, you don't okay. you don't know. I got a feeling you're going to answer them all. All right. So okay. it's just a yes or no? Yes. Well, no. Well, no. Just, it's just okay. however it's you not. feel. So, okay. yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. We have no rules. If you had one beer to drink for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Pills or Kel unfiltered in the basement. Right, good deal. Good wow. Deal. If you were to go in in the very beginning and you found out that the Terrapin Turtle was already copyrighted, what would have been your second mascot? Koala bear. A koala man. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So I love koala bears. Yeah. I love koala bears, man. They're so cool and yeah. fluffy and cuddly until they scratch they you with their big ass. Yeah, they tear your face off. So we were we were yeah. close to koala little lazy yeah. yeah. tree huggers. So awesome. Okay. Uh, what band did or alive would you go leave right now and go see? The Doors. Ah, I love it. Jim Morrison's great. All right. Who would you rather drink a beer with? Marilyn Monroe, Marilyn Manson, or Charlie Manson? Oh, Marilyn Monroe. Can I take her home? You can. <laughs> I mean, just to play chess, that's I mean, all. All right, all right. <laughs> I, think, I think everybody else did. So that's fine. <laughs> Damn it. I'm always last. <laughs> Whatever. Spock, what is something that you enjoy that other people would think was... Uh, a little disturbing. Macaroni and cheese and tuna fish all Ooh, mixed up together. Man. Man. Really? That's, that's Yeah. You don't like that? I don't like tuna. I, Flavor I love, heavy. I Flavored love, tuna or just? Just straight up. Uh, you know, I may splurge for some albacore, okay. but I just want the down and dirty powdered macaroni and cheese, man. throw a can of tuna, got your protein, got your carbs, I'm good to go. I'm going to give it a whirl. Give it a whirl? I'm going to give mm. it a whirl. <laughs> okay. I mean, I love fish. I love fish, but I, I can't do the tuna thing, man. man. I love macaroni and cheese, but you just ruined I'm it. So con- I'm see so, that? See I'm that? so conflicted right now. I'm so conflicted. I can't do it. That was a good answer. It was a great answer. Great answer. Spock, who would you rather? Pamela Anderson, Jillian Anderson, or Lonnie Anderson? Pamela Anderson before the diseases? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pamela Anderson yeah. before the diseases. When she was doing yeah. beer commercials. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, the Labatt. Was she Labatt's girl? I think she was a Labatt's girl. I think she was Labatt's, yeah. yeah. She yeah. was on Tool Time. Yeah. She was, was she hopefully like a, before Tommy Lee, because I can't stand up to that. No. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> There's, yeah, I, I'm no. not going to even go no. there. No. <laughs> Spock, what's your jam? My jam? Like, <laughs> yeah, what's your jam, yes, man? Sir. Oh, what's man. Music? Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh shit, dude. Uh, I mean, I'm a de- man. Do you? Can- I listen to Black Sabbath, the Beethoven, but my jam. It's got to be Rush, man. Okay. I'm, I'm just I mean, those guys. Tom Sawyer. Yeah, no, Tom. That's. Yeah, that's okay, I, got you. I mean, one, one random question. What's uh, your favorite Sabbath album? Oh, God. question. Uh, yeah, that is a really hard. Uh, we sold our soul for rock and roll. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with Masters of Reality. Yeah. That's good stuff, good man. <laughs> I just, uh, speaking of Sabbath, um, so you know Zach Sabbath? You know Zach Wild? Right, right. Right. So Zach just redid the first Sabbath album. Mm. On vinyl and then this like this okay. little box set. So I got this the CDs that just came in the other day, but I just ordered the the gold vinyl import. It's called Vertigo. Okay. So I just ordered that, but I love Zach. Cool. Zach yeah. is just badass. Don't you just love old music stuff? Like I do. The, well, you know, I mean, the, I grew up with Sabbath. I mean, so when I was in middle school, that's I was Sabbath. So my first show I ever saw, 1978, Judas Priest opened up for Kiss, Springfield Civic Center. So, yeah. Was your face painted? 
Nope. No, no, no it wasn't. I but guess. it was funny because I like booed. I, I booed Judas Priest off the stage, but I love, dude, I'm a huge Priest fan, but yeah. I was a little kid, so, you know, right, right. you know, fucking Halford come out with his fucking, you know, his motorcycle singing Diamonds and Rust. I mean, it's you just, know, I get it. yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I'm a huge Maiden fan. But anyway, go ahead. I digress. All right, here we go. Spike, how many times have you seen Beer Fest? Oh, that, the movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched that. No. Is that that Netflix thing? No, no it's oh. a movie, Beer no, Fest. Movie. Okay, here's your homework. When you have time I to rot your brain for two hours. You gotta watch Beer Fest. Beer Fest. That's not the. No, I seen the Doug and McCann. Doug. No, not that, that one. one. No, no. Which you, one is Beer Fest? Came out like ten years ago, maybe. Yeah, it's I got think all the I've super trooper guys in it. Yeah, they I have fu- seen they beat that. The Germans, but it's been so yeah. long. Yeah. I don't, I don't. I'm a music guy. I don't they give fun, a shit but, about movies. <laughs> you know, really? You're not I, into movies? I, I kind of. I don't yeah, know. Same I, here. If, if if I gotta waste some time, but I'm a dude. I've got. I. I got a pretty kick-ass stereo, so I'm I'm always listening to tunes. Gotcha, I mean, yeah. I just had my amps worked on, and I'm so scared because they're just coming back in the mail right now. But yeah, my my stereo is probably about a Honda Accord esque. Nice. Yeah, it's it's it's. I have a problem with. <laughs> I, I just bought some That's new stereo. Problem. I have I have a stereo crack dealer, <laughs> and um, he just he just emailed me the other day, and he's like. Dude, if you need some if you need some new speaker cables, Ywires is having a having a fifty percent off sale. I'm like, okay, I just spent fifteen hundred dollars on new ste- on, on new speaker cables. It's Holy done. Oh, I've, got, I've got a problem. I really have a stereo problem. It's it's it, it is real. Hey, it's a good yeah. problem to have. It is. People will call you crazy, but your sound comes from your cables, man. That's I, where it's at, dude. I, All I, of the I, materials, right? My cable. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I, got, I, got, I have a problem. I, I do, too. It's okay. Spike, if Terrapin was not available, what would you be drinking? Rogue. <laughs> Whoa, did I lose my voice? Uh, I'm a huge John Meyer fan, and uh, it was it was kind of bittersweet. So I've been trying to do a collaboration with John Meyer for at least 10 years. Every time I would see him, I would give him shit. I'm like, when are we doing a collab? When are we doing a collab? Well, he just retired. He retired about a year or so ago, and I finally got to go out to Rogue. I stayed at the inn, hung out with he and his wife for the whole weekend. We brewed a beer together, and it was cool. so cool because, yeah. it, you know, we're kind of – when you do a collab, kind of bounce ideas off each other, and I didn't know if he he wanted to do this, but I was like, John, I said, the first time I was ever at Rogue, I gra- when I graduated brewing school in 96 – I went out the next year. It was like 97 because a buddy of mine who sat next to me uh, was from Washington. So we did a little road trip. And we went to Rogue. And at that time, they had Brutal Bitter in the tanks. And I don't remember. Someone gave us the Brutal Bitter coming off the tanks. So when I started doing a collab about, you know, with John, I said, John, I said, you ha-, I said, what do you think about this idea? I said, we'll take the ingredients in Brutal Bitter but we'll do a hazy IPA just for a goof mm-hmm. and we'll call it brutal bitterless. <laughs> and he fucking loved it. And we went out there and did brutal bitterless. And it's pretty cool. If you go to, uh, you can probably find it on YouTube, but it's me. I, inter- I, I interviewed John Meyer and we talked about the beer and, and just beer in general. And you'll have to find it. Yeah, yeah. It's on YouTube. It's, I don't know, just, I don't know, fucking email we'll Spike yeah, okay, Rogue yeah. or something. We'll but it. it's called, uh, so I do this little show. It's called On the Road with Spike. Mm-hmm. So if I go out and do a collaboration, sometimes my camera guy will come with me and we'll do these little interviews and stuff like that. But it's, it was pretty cool. I mean, he, John Meyer, he, he is my brewing idol. I mean, Big Hoppy Monster was actually 
uh, it was a knockoff of his uh, of his Christmas beer, um, uh, Santa's Little Helper. Or Santa, is it Santa's Little Reserve? Santa, I'm sorry, I'm drinking. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so that, um, that beer inspired me to brew Big Hoppy Monster. Okay. Santa's Private Reserve. Santa's Thank Private you. Reserve. I, I screwed that up. Sorry, John. <laughs> yeah, I we screwed got that it. Up we so got much. it. Okay, good. <laughs> Number 10, last but not okay, least, good. what is the best brewing company in America today? Lonnie Anderson. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> the best brewing company in the, in the, that, in the world? You're I don't know if I want to take that yeast on from Monty Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. It's okay to say terrapin. Shameless plug. It's okay. yeah, I know. Yeah, well, it, well, it is terrapin. We're tossing a softball in there. But I love so many breweries. And I just, I mean, I've traveled all over the world. But uh, no, terrapin by far. But some of my fa- I mean, like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill this one. Pilsner, of course. But Fuller's, holy cow, going to Fuller's, go to West Flatteran, going to Duval, um, you know, just going and traveling and seeing these these beautiful breweries. Oh, shit, Sierra Nevada up the road. Hold, talk about Malt Disney World. Dude, <laughs> that place is insane. Um, but, yes, Terrapin, number one, always. Number one. Number one. All right. <laughs> always, awesome. always. And Thank would you, s- you say some of those, those breweries that you named off um, – they inspired you the most to to go out on your own, or or maybe not inspired, but you but influenced you today. Without a doubt, right. I mean, I mean, we've, uh, you know, we're supposed, gosh, we're supposed to go to New Zealand next year in February. I don't know if it's going to happen, but Owen Ogletree puts together this beer trip that we take every February. Uh, this year we we're actually in France, but we've been all over the world. I think it was our twelfth year this year, and just traveling the world. And trying these beers from all these different breweries around the world, it's just, it's so inspiring. And just to eat the cuisine as well, to understand where they're pulling their flavors from and and stuff like that. I think, you know, that's what made me a better brewer is by A, brewing with other breweries, but just traveling the world and trying these great beers all over the world. It's been a fantastic experience. And that's got to keep the the creative juices flowing for you. Absolutely. Keeps you, you, yeah, motivated. Absolutely. And just some easy stuff like just, you know, COVID, right? Like all these people like starting to to bake breads and and get into cooking and all that. I I took up fucking brewing kombucha just because it's fermentation. I'm like, I want to try this. And I love iced tea, right? So I love tea in general. So I'm making- How much harder could it be, right? Yeah, I mean it, and it's oh, it's so nice because you don't have to clean everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean you do, but it, not like not <laughs> right. like beer, right? right. So I'm pretty afraid of booch. I haven't I haven't tried. It's fun. It. I mean, it's really fun, and just to watch that organism, uh, the scoby, grow. But I've I've been doing um, stuff with like smoke tea and green tea and oolong tea and black teas, and just right. to make these things, and then all secondary fermentation in the bottle with like blueberries and strawberries, and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of been getting into that. It's right. it's been fun. You think sometime in the future maybe you would ever be brave enough to try to mix alcohol and tea and... And put Terrapin's name on it. Well, I I did. It was called Tea Time. Oh, okay. okay. I so gotcha. I did right. do that Berliner. Um, you know, and I love tea. Um, I'm actually uh, not that I'm a big seltzer guy, but I know that uh, that that truly is coming out with this this uh, this iced tea seltzer that I just want to try just because it's tea. I love tea. Yeah. So anything yeah. with tea in it, I will definitely try. Um, but um, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not afraid to do anything. Right. I mean, so you just never know. 
you never know what that what that big the next big thing is like i mean what what was it didn't it take like two years for white claw to even oh yeah it was hanging the water forever who would have thought thought great idea though i mean when you look at something like Lacroix or other you know these beverages that are just so light and refreshing Okay, well, let's just mix alcohol. alcohol. But in, personally, yeah. I'd rather mix it. I'd rather make a drink. Yeah, same you know, here. that's just me because I'm because yeah. I'm a brewer. I like I like flavors. I like making cocktails. Yeah. So I'd rather have a gin and tonic or a vodka soda or something like that than than a seltzer. Not that they're bad, but shit, they're right here. They're right in my cooler, and I'm sweating my ass off. And I'm on mm-hmm. a boat. Oh yeah, sure, I'll take one. Yeah. You know right. why not? That's right. right. We're so, not taking the hopsecutioner on the boat. Probably not, yeah. unless you got your lawnmower with you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Hey, thank you so much for your time. Right. I cannot thank even. You enough, yeah, we can't man. thank you enough, man. I, oh, I really it's been appreciate fun. it. It's been a good time. Awesome. Uh, and uh, we would love maybe to have you to be one of our repeat offenders. Uh, come back later uh, in the future and talk oh, no, about some I new w- things with Terrapin. Absolutely, but yeah. I want to travel. So yeah, no, yeah. When you get, back, I don't know what the hell's sure, down man. in Rome, Georgia, but. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, the Rome Braves is in. We can at least drive by the stadium. Right? Nothing's going on there. So. Can we? Can we meet somewhere tropical? You know, yeah. yeah. I'm I don't all have about that. There's we, a Chick Fil A or two. Yeah. <laughs> Do they serve pina coladas? Yeah. We can make that happen. Frosted so. lemonade. Frosted it's really lemonade. good. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all right, sure. now you're selling it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, for, for before we get out of here, I just wanted to say uh, a couple of things. Uh, Nakahoma Nation podcast. Uh, uh, these guys uh, got a lot of things talking about sports, baseball, Braves baseball, which is uh, which is near and dear to our hearts. Uh, go check out Nakahoma Nation podcast. Uh, and also, again, thank you for uh, the Canoe House in Rome, Georgia, for hooking us up with all this Haller Brothers gear. Uh, Haller Brothers uh, is is one of our our favorites. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, and uh, coming up soon. We got uh, Joe the Hitman Elmore going to come in and talk about the fight game. He's 2-0 and in the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. The Bare Knuckle Badass. The Bare Knuckle Badass Joe Elmore. I want to see if we can change Crazy. his name. But, uh, but uh, we got that to look forward to. So, uh, everybody, thank you for tuning in. And uh, take care. And we will all see you soon. Cheers, y'all. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Spock. <laughs>